Hello, good good evening, and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 181. Uh, on this week's episode, we'll be talking about the 1-0 defeat in Salzburg, and um, we'll be talking about last night's victory. We won't be talking about the second half uh, against Hellas Verona, which made Roma go back into the top three. Um, with me tonight, I've got Joey. How are you, Joey? Good. How are you, Scott? I'm very well. We always like to talk about the weather first. How is oh, it? It's How... still positive. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. People are saying maybe uh, global warming's coming to effect, but we're in the positives here, which is an absolute shock in February. So that's, that's, that's how it is out here. Oh, wow. Uh, it's nine degrees where I am in Swindon in the UK. It's been cold. It's been windy. It was raining the other day. We always like to talk about weather, um, but... We have a guest. We have a newbie. We have someone who's joining us all the way from Malta. Um, it's the queen of AS Roma, as someone else likes to call them. Nadette, how are we? Hi, thanks for the invite. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, I'm tired. Um, I might have some <laughs> caffeine after this, but I'm all good. Thank you for accepting to come onto the podcast. You, I think you are my first female guest in the almost two years that I've been hosting, I wanted to get uh, more females on it to talk about women's football, women getting into football, her game too. I've seen some stories recently. I was at a game a couple of weeks ago where it, it didn't, it turned ugly. I think for, for a female fan when I was in the away end at a, at a game and uh, just wanted to get, your thoughts about AS Roma, um, how you got into falling in love with such a, a basket case of a club and just your backstory <laughs> in, in general. Okay, for, so first, uh, thank you for the invite, like I said, and I really appreciate that people are taking into con- consideration that women also like football mm. uh, and hopefully we'll have more female uh, fans on, on the podcast. Of course, yes. I, I can suggest a, a few great names as well for that. Um, so basically, I started following Roma when I was around, everyone knows the story, by the way, uh, when I was around 10 years old. I was watching the World Cup with my father. It was the 2006 World Cup. And Totti scored that wonderful penalty against Australia. And at that moment, I knew that whoever he played for, I, I would follow basically. And I started following Roma when I asked my dad about it. And I didn't really know what it was. But one time I saw the the, the team play. um, It was a Super Cup final in in August, I think, against... They they were playing Inter. And they lost. So the first match I I watched by Roma, (laughs) they lost it. But I knew then that that would be the team I would support for life. And it has been Almost 17 years now. 17 years, uh, would I say, a couple of trophies, one which was last season, uh, a couple of Coppa Italias and a couple of Super Cups. Have you actually been to, I know you went to the Fiorentina Roma game last season. Have you been to Uh, Rome yourself to watch a couple of games? Well, I have been to Rome five times and I'm going back in March. And I've been, yes, and I've been to one... um, match at the Olimpico. Uh, it was Roma-Barcelona of 2015 when Florenzi scored oh, that wow. wonderful goal. 
Wow. Yes, it was amazing. And I'm going back in a, less than a month's time now for Sassuolo. Okay, so that's that's the twelfth of March. That's the uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah. I'm thinking of going for the Spezia game. I've been twice this season. Um, I, I went and it was I went in August. Don't don't ever go in August. It's absolutely <laughs> roasting. It, Joey, don't you you be you you've got the cold now. It's like <laughs> it was thirty. I I went. It was thirty five degrees. I went to the Monza game and I did the stadium tour. And my hotel was literally ten minutes walk, but oh my god, it was so hot. But Nadette, I've I'm already jealous. experienced. I've yeah. already experienced an August game, Scott. So I know that I know yeah. the feeling. I've been I've been to Rome twice in August. I went to the Udinese game in 2016, and yeah, earlier this <laughs> earlier this season, it was hot. Yeah, I'm looking hopefully to go to the Spezia game at the end of the season, maybe celebrating a top four. But Nadette, I'm very very jealous that you're going again to the Sassuolo game. I don't have a very good track record, unfortunately. That's part of the reason why I didn't pick the derby. So <laughs> ah, yeah, the, the derby, the derby's the following week. Uh, yeah. That's yes. a true Roma fan. Really. That is true. Yeah, suffering not to go to make sure we win a we win a derby game. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I was meant to go um, last year. Last year's derby was the most beautiful Roma match I've ever seen in my life. But. Um, it clashed with my graduation, so I didn't go. Ah, uh, yes. Um, do you want to talk about your graduation? or Because that sure, happened last sure, year. Sure. Yeah, I graduated with a master's in art history. Oh, wow. Thank that's, you. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Um, should, we talk, should we talk about the football? Um, sure, I, sure. Nadette, you didn't watch the game Thursday, so I probably won't ask you. Have you seen the highlights at all? I've read a bit about it. I heard that we were especially unlucky. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's yeah. Roma, so I expect it. It is Roma. Um, you're <laughs> probably, probably right, Joey. It was pretty much unlucky, wasn't it? 1-0, conceded a late goal, missed a hat for the chances, Abraham, Bellotti, etc. But it's not the worst result, is it? Well, no, it's, no, it's not. Sorry, Roma overt and a six-one result. So I think we can; they can do it. Yeah, but it's difficult. Yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. I agree with Nadette. Um, if 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 you watched the game too, Nadette, you would have you would have even been more convinced about overturning the result because the way they played on mm-hmm. Thursday, uh, they they controlled the game. I, I'm not going to say they were completely dominant, but they had much of the better chances, and they were the better team on the field. They gave up one chance. I, I think it was the only opportunity Salzburg had, and they convert. And that's been a problem with Roma all season. We had, like, like you said, Scott, we had the, we had chances to score and to go up. Uh, Abraham, he had the wide open pass to uh, El Sharari, but he mm. decided as a striker to take it on. He didn't score. He missed that. And Bellotti, I, I don't know what it is with him, but I, I, I think he. Fluffed the chance more than the goalie making a good save. I mean, he put it right on him and it was kind of weak, but he had a, a great chance. And we, I think we controlled the match. I really do. And unfortunately, Roma, you know, in the last few minutes, they just they gave up that one chance and the header and they got scored on. And that was the end of that. It was just a momentary lapse of concentration. It was a, a wonderful cross, by the way, and it found uh, uh, he's an Argentine player. Uh, my, his name escapes me. I think it's Capaldo. It was a Capaldo, really good yes. head. Yeah, he got ahead of Matic. But 
yeah, I think if Roma took their chances, it was it, it could have been a different story. But uh, I'm quite confident for Thursday. Well, Scott, that well, yeah, I am as well. But Scott, that that's the that's the thing. If Roma can just, I can. I can say they can easily achieve the objective of being top four if they can mm. overcome those chances they miss, either by creating more, which doesn't seem like it will happen, or by converting the ones they have. Like I, I've liked Abraham so far the second half, but I've read that he's had about 50, 50 about 53 or around that mark of, of big chances this season. And uh, how many goals is he sitting on? What is it, six or seven? I just... Yeah. Like it's an it's another it's another game where there's another opportunity where Abraham has a good chance and it just we don't score on it and then that's what's plaguing Roma all season because we we talk about XG we talk about expected goals against even Roma uh, they have I think the best or the second best in all of Europe so the defense is there it's just figuring out how we can get the attack working consistently and that was another problem in the Salzburg game but I do think the way they played. The way they showed their dominance on Salzburg, I think they can overturn this in the second leg at the Olympico. Hopefully, uh, you know, all the injured players come back because we're going to definitely need them. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, that was my, uh, sorry, that was a YouTube notification coming through on my laptop. My apologies. <laughs> sorry, Nadette, was you going to say something? Yeah, I, I will definitely, they will definitely miss Abraham on Thursday, though. He yes, won't be back yes. in time. It's a pity. Yeah, so the, it looks like Andrea Bellotti will start. Yeah, I thought he did okay yesterday, but as Tommy Abraham got injured yesterday in a freakish <laughs> incident, uh, I, I have no idea what happened, but it looks like it might be a bit of rotation going ahead for next Thursday. But it's not the worst result in the world. It was it was just unfortunate. I would have taken a draw, but 1-0... They celebrated like they won some. They like we would have celebrated. It's it's not the end of the world, but I think we can get something out of it on Thursday. To be fair, sometimes I prefer if we lose the first leg because I don't trust Roma when they got comf- comfortable. <laughs> so <laughs> I like That's them grounded. That is a very good point. Yeah. So, like, we recorded the podcast last year after the Bodo Glimp game, and James, mm-hmm. who, who hasn't been on for a while, he goes, "Oh, Roma are out. Roma are out. I, I, I cannot see them beating Bodo Glimp at home." And then, literally three days later, we won four, four nil, and Zaniolo scored a hat trick. He came on the podcast the next day, he goes, "Well, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming." <laughs> it's like the pet. We're all pessimistic, aren't we? We're never. We just fit. We always see the worst side, but I can. I'm confident. I I said to Joe, if if Roma score first, which I say with a wry smile on my face, it could happen. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, because I don't like, or as Nadette says, you don't want to be too cocky going into a game because you know what happens afterwards. Like what happened with Cremonese? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we won't talk about that Coppa Italia game. <laughs> uh, I, I have I have, P, I have PTSD about that. Um, well, it for sure, it's a good point that that uh, made. If uh, Roma go into a game where it's all hyped and they expect Roma to come out as the winners, they tend to uh, collapse. And when Roma have their backs against the wall, they actually tend to thrive. So uh, maybe, it is, maybe it is. Maybe uh, it is. Maybe it is good for Roma to just find that hunger. And if you notice, Mourinho, 
um, the after the we'll get into the Verona game, but I think it has to do with Salzburg. He huddled the whole team up afterward, mm. and there was a lot of reports saying that um, he was talking to them about the game upcoming Thursday. So uh, I really think they're they're trying to set up. He's trying to motivate them as much as possible to come back and win that game. I do you guys? So well. Oh, sorry, sorry. Do you guys have sure, a prediction? Sure. Do you have? A, do you think Roma can overturn it on Thursday? I yes. think they can. I don't like um, looking confident, confident because <laughs> <laughs> I know I know what happens. For instance, and when they when they won the Conference League, I was I knew they would win, but I didn't say anything. So Just kept quiet. <laughs> yes, I thought Roma would go out in the quarterfinals. I I had. I had premonitions of Roma going out against Podo Glimt because after the first leg, it was it was going to happen. But <laughs> get through Leicester, and as someone who lives in the UK and the media and all that, they were pretty they were pretty good on on Leicester Roma. I I was contemplating going to the semi final, but then I saw I was one of one hundred and eleven thousand trying to get a ticket. I thought, nah, I'll watch it at home. But no, it, I think Roma okay um, it, as. As we said earlier, missing Abraham after he got injured yesterday is going to be a big blow. He's up. I think he's going to be out for 10 days, but we'll wait and see. Thursday's game is going to be interesting. And also, they don't play Cremonese until next Tuesday, and then it's Juventus, Sassuolo, and mm. Abbey, which is going to be an interesting march before the international break. Shall we talk about yesterday's game? Um, a 1-0 win over Hadas Verona, who have done okay in 2023 they look a very well oiled i was gonna say well oiled machine but they look a a side that really shouldn't be above uh, sorry in the relegation zone um nadette i'll start with you um what were your thoughts on the one nil win yesterday um even though the second half was an absolute bore fest well first of all i was really really happy to see solbaken start again Mm. and bove as well um, it was uh, it got a bit chaotic, yes, especially when it's your own captain who injures your your attacker. But we know that this happens. Um, I'm really pleased about the goal. It was a beautiful goal, and I really appreciate how much El Sharawi works for Roma. And it was really nice to see. Aside from seeing Solbaken scored a first goal, it was really nice to see um, a glimpse of the old Spinazzola as well. Personally, mm, yes, yeah, I think that was his. I, I, I put a tweet out and I said that was probably form up until that was his Euro 2020 form for Italy that we sort of saw a glimpse of yesterday. I know he's had that Achilles injury, which was not great, and then in, I think with an injury like that, and you come back, you, you, you pick up muscle injuries, which is which is unfortunate. Um, on Al Shawari, would you give him a contract at the end of the season? for next year because I think he deserves it. I think he's worked the most of most from all the attackers recently and I don't want to diss anyone else, Dybala or Tammy Abraham because I really do love how the team is working. But uh, for El Sharawi who came back, there were no expectations for him. Mm. He wouldn't usually you wouldn't usually find a player like him working under Mourinho of all coaches. I mean he expects a better level of players, but he's proven himself time and time again. So yes, I would. Oh yeah, he has to. And I've seen other play, other people 
say he must but i know he's wanted in turkey does he want that turkish money like someone else that you may want to talk about later i think me and joe have 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 gone blue in the face to talk about it (laughs) um joey what were your thoughts yesterday a good one nil win against a team who are, are fighting for relegation um but yeah was it good game management in the second half or just um roma being roma uh, I, I'll always say it's a mixture. So on, on the game itself, Scott, going into it, remember Hellas Verona, um, they were unbeaten their last four. They actually beat Lecce, which we spoke about, just that they did the double on Atalanta, and they tied Lazio. So they, they've been on a decent run of form. So they, they were unbeaten their last four, and they're pretty tough to break down, as we saw even in the first game. So uh, we, scored a, we scored a great team goal. I'm glad Solbach and got on the mark. Uh, you could tell he was a little nervous early, but I, I think he's starting to settle in uh, more and more. I was happy he scored. Uh, Nadette made some great points. I was happy as well to see Spinazzola, you know, the closest we ever seen to his Euro 2020 form. Uh, he working really hard. And yeah, he should get a contract extension from from the way he's worked, how hard he's put the team and never complains. Uh, defense being what they are, barely gave up any chances. And uh, you know what? I'll even say in the second half, I liked uh, when Wijnaldum came in. You can just see just his professionalism and the way. I, I know it was only a few minutes, but you can see that he had some uh, um, dynamic traits that were missing in that midfield squad. And you can see that that can help us going forward. So I like seeing that. And yeah, for the second half, it was it was it was boring to watch, as you were mentioning before. But I, I really think it comes down to game management. I think they try not to waste all their energy and try to reserve it because they know they have a game coming up in a few days. So, but overall, positive result. They needed, they did what they needed to do, and there was a lot of positives to to take away from the game. You know, not always relying on uh, DiBala, Abraham, Pellegrini, our regular oven. It was it was glad to see some fresh legs come in um, and just make a difference and help the starters. Get, you know, be healthy and rested. Uh, for the upcoming Salzburg game and the games coming up uh, onwards. Yeah, completely agree. Can I ask both of you? Uh, he came on. I think he put um, a good appearance in for 75, 80 minutes. He should have scored. Um, I'm still, I want him to score in, in Serie A. Um, can I ask what your thoughts on Andrea Bellotti yesterday? Um, Nadette, I'll start with you and Jerry, you can chime in afterwards. Um, personally, I was never really a big fan of Bellotti, but I mean, even when he was with Torino, but I can see how hard he's trying. He wants to work, he wants to be a part of Roma. He wants to be a part of the success. So I'll give it to him. He's our striker right now and he should get all the opportunities. That's it basically from from my end. No, fair enough, Jerry. Yeah, he uh, he's worked really hard. Um, I've never been fond of his uh, technical ability with the ball yeah. at his feet. He's more of a predator in the box. Mm. Uh, but the way this Roma side is working, I think you need someone a little more technical at striker because they got to kind of help with the buildup and help the score as well. So um, he's working really hard. He definitely does deserve a goal. But I, I said it. I said at the beginning, this is you know something Roma's been doing all year. They're just missing. Uh, easy chances. He should have had Serie A goals already. Uh, yes. Obviously, yesterday, the penalty he missed against Torino, so he should have definitely had it, but he is working hard. He presses very well, 
and hopefully gets this goal soon. But hopefully he he and Abraham they just he stops missing the chances that are given to him. But I I think he's done. Uh, he's been a little underwhelming, but it's been improving more and more, and you can see that lately in his uh, in his play. I witnessed his debut, and I think he almost scored with his first touch. And if he scored that, that would have been wonderful. But yeah, um, Nadette, you wanted to talk about Rick Carstorp. Um He yes. made a, a, an appearance yesterday. I thought he did. He did okay. He did pretty well. I think he got sixty, seventy minutes. But um, what were your thoughts on Carstorp and? The, the situation that happened before the, before the World Cup and now he's back in the team. Yes, I was really happy to see him back in the team. Um, basically, I think he must be, together with Smalling, he must, he's indis- indispensable for Roma. So I don't know how they were managing without him. I'm glad to see that uh, him and Mourinho have managed to um, get their differences aside because it works the best for everyone. And I wanted to compare <laughs> the situation with Zaniolo's actually because you can see how much of a difference the two, the two different people made. One of them went back, apologized and got back into the match and he, he's doing well now, hopefully. And the other, I mean, I think he he will be it will impact his career, the decision he made to leave so abruptly from Roma. On a caveat on that, do you see him being back in Italy anytime soon? Maybe in the next 12, 18 months? Depends if he does well in Turkey. I wouldn't be surprised to see him join Juventus, to be fair. Yeah, that that was, that was my thinking. Or AC Milan, even though they couldn't afford someone. But me and Jerry were talking about it a couple of weeks ago. You had a forty million offer from Juventus. Would it hindsight being such a wonderful thing? Would you have sold him in the summer? <sighs> no. <laughs> no, you would have kept him. <laughs> no, because I don't like selling uh, our good players to direct yeah. drivers. Yeah, fair but enough. I th- it happened way too many times. Wait, yeah. Pjanic, Nainggolan. Vucinic, my first love. Yeah, Merkel Osvaldo. Yeah, yeah. The list we could, we all three of us could name players that Roma have sold. The Vucinic transfer, uh, just, yeah. it, broke, it broke me when that and happened. Me. I loved Vucinic linking up with Tati. That, that broke me. Really, I, I couldn't take it when he went there. I really he was my favourite. Yeah, yeah me too. one of my favourites as well. After Tati, he definitely was. Him, Tati and Dybala were the... Uh, I've always been the three. And Vucinic, uh, just the, the the important goals he scored. Scott, we, we, we should do a, a an episode one day just on Vucinic. I would, I would really enjoy it. Just to go uh, through some of the goals he's this guy's oh, done for God. Roma. Yeah, I would like to call him a mercurial genius. I said that about Cassano, but I won't really want to talk about Cassano and Vucinic. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I don't really want to talk about Cassano, but our Vucinic, I, I loved him. It's just elegant. It could have an absolute shocker of a game and then score from about 35 yards out in the top corner. And you're thinking, what are you doing? How have you done this? You've you And yeah, I remember that 07, 08 season. I know we're going on a, a massive tangent here and I'm all for it, but he scored so many wonderful goals. Chelsea, uh, Genoa, uh, I think he scored a couple against Fiorentina in that 2010 run. But yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, Joey, we will. We'll do a, a podcast about yeah, we'll definitely certain do it. <laughs> players. But um, 
No, that made a really good point. What were your thoughts on Rick Carsop coming back into the squad? Um, adds a body. Um, I know Roma don't have the best best strength and depth overall in, in the team, but adds a bit of depth onto the right back. Him and Celica are two different players, but Carsop, he did okay yesterday. Um, well, good to be back in the squad? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um he he brings a little bit different characteristics uh, than Chelik. You can see he he's definitely got more pace going forward, so he can help keep that attack going. Chelik is obviously a little more defensive minded, so that can definitely uh, that obviously helps Mourinho and the rest of the team in the long run when you need different options at different uh, positions and different characteristics. And I always mention that in a three back, you need good wing backs uh, to make the this formation successful. So I, I think he's definitely going to be a help to Roma. I'm I'm glad he's back. And Nadette's right. It's a different situation than uh, Zaniolo. And even Mourinho said in his press conference, uh, they made some lies about the relationship and what happened between them. They, he mentioned how it was, I don't know if it's true or not, but he mentioned how it was just an incident that happened with Sassolo. It didn't escalate as as far as some of the journalists were saying. So, but I'm, I'm glad the guy is back. He really showed, uh, you know, he showed, he showed good, good pace. He showed a really good game yesterday. I found didn't make any mistakes. And I wanted to ask you guys, and I was happy to see, did you guys see how happy he was celebrating the goal and the win for Roma? Because for me, that, that shows a real sign. Like he's, he's really here for the team, um, to help them go as far as they can. So I was happy to see it. I wanted to get your thoughts on his celebration because to me that means a lot. Didn't he give Bov a, a bear hug or was it one of the other players gave him a bear hug after the final whistle yesterday? Yeah, it was That's one of the I other saw. players and he was just celebrating, a, you know, yeah. like a, he was so passionate about it. So I, I was happy to see it. Yeah, I was. If he's integrated himself into the team, well, I'm all for it. And passion is passion. I'm, I think most players on the touchline were showing it yesterday. I think Lorenzo Pellegrini was asking the the, the fourth official, uh, is it over? It was, I think he was shouting finita about yeah, four times. Yeah, it was finita, yeah. <laughs> finita, finita. I think all of us will probably will. But yeah, I'm happy for him to be back. Um, I th- I. He, I think he's that type of player. He can be cold-blooded and he can be very hot-headed. I remember that incident against Napoli where the referee stood on his foot and I think he wanted to deck him. I don't know if it's the Dutch blood in him that he wanted to... <laughs> he's like that. Um, he's quite fiery. Um, but yeah, um, just happy to have him back. Just It's all, it's all good. I was going to say it's all good in the hood. That sounded very British. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it's... it's it, yeah, um, I wanted to say, what did you think about the 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 huddle on the touchline? Not on the touchline, on the pitch afterwards. It's quite good. Uh, I thought it was quite interesting to see. They tried. Carsop actually went to one of the guys and said said the camera's coming and the camera was out of the way. But I thought it was quite intriguing to see. I think it showed a good a bit of unity in the team as well, and also it shows that the team is together and. Potentially, I did make the bold statement a couple of weeks ago that I think Roma will make top four, and that is the main objective for this season. Yeah, I thought the uh, I thought that's one of Mourinho's strengths is uh, is bringing teams together and showing they have character, and that's what they did yesterday. So he brought them to the I mean he brought them in the middle of the pitch in a huddle. We, we'll never know what they apps like you know what they spoke about, uh, but again, I kept hearing reports. It's about 
It's about the upcoming match, some of it, about the upcoming match against Salzburg. So he's really good at getting the guys to be together and be as one as a family. So uh, I was I was happy to see what they did yesterday. So it's really important. And, you know, we've heard reports and rumors about Mourinho, whether he's staying or going. Uh, we don't know what's going to end up happening at the end of the year, but that really shows he's uh, he's doing as much as he can, as hard as he can, and he really cares for the team, just having that huddle yesterday. So I was happy to see it. Uh, that's going to be one of the key strengths. If they want to make top four, they got to be they got to be a, a team together and a family the rest of the way. That's just as important as what you do on the field. I think they they got to just trust each other and go for it. Yeah, completely agree. Nadette, did you enjoy the uh, the huddle and all your thoughts about it? Well, it's always nice to see the team being united, as you, as you both said. Um, I think one of the best parts about being a Roma fan is seeing the passion of the fans and how it correlates with the team and seeing the team appreciate uh, the support they receive, whether it's from fans or whether it's between themselves. Um, even as uh, I believe Joey said, at, at one point when, when uh, the goal was scored, Karlsdorp was seen celebrating. So it's all of this shows just how much the team can be united. And I think showing uh, after the match, they're all happy together instead of blaming one another for not doing, you know, for making a mistake or something, something of the sort, as would have happened before. It showed um, great unity. And I would love to see that again. Hopefully after the derby in a couple of weeks. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. After Roma win. Hopefully after Thursday. <laughs> and Thursday as well. And, uh, hey, even against Juventus in Sassuolo in a couple of weeks. There's some big games coming up. And I think we're in uh, an important time of the season. Me and Joey like to, like to also talk about Serie A. Um, overall, Serie A is looking good. I know Napoli are basically run away with it. Nadette, uh, as you're our guest, and me and Joey have always talked about it recently, are you happy with Roma being in the top four at the moment? Do you see themselves, Roma, staying in there? I know there's a lot of games left to go, and there's a lot of twists and turns, and Atalanta <laughs> you, losing yesterday, Inter getting past a, a game on against Udinese, Milan beating Monza, it, Lazio beating San Natana, they ch- should have won by about five or six, but Roma getting it done week in, week out. Can you see Roma being the top four coming at the end of the season? The problem is that this year everyone is, um, I think because of the World Cup and the stock there was, mm. everyone is um, looking at the the top four um, too early, I think. There are way too many matches left. Anything could happen. This is Roma. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. I want, so true. <laughs> I want the team to make top four. But uh, you need to beat the small teams first, basically. Mm. I mean, missing up an opportunity against Lecce, okay, they tried hard. But if you, if you don't win the small games, I don't think... It will be so easy. Yeah, I completely agree. Because Joey Lecce beat Atalanta on Sunday, didn't they? The lunchtime kickoff. Yeah, that's right. And uh, like I mentioned before, and that just mentioned now, you you have to you have to take those games and win them. But some of these smaller teams, you know, they've been they've been tough to play recently. And Lecce has been one example. We went through Scott 
uh, how many points Lecce have taken away from the top six, seven. Mm. So some of these smaller teams, these are the important ones to win. And, and you're right, there's just too much inconsistency uh, between all the teams, you know, barring Napoli. Uh, you know, some games they just, I don't, I can't even explain the results. Like Inter <laughs> losing to Empoli. I can go, so yeah. obviously Atalanta, you know, the double, Lecce doing the double on Atalanta. The Hellas Verona t- tie with Lazio there's just so many games and uh, Nadette said it you got to beat all the small teams and whoever comes out victory gets the most points out of those games with a few big wins against the big teams those are the ones that are going to make top four that's why I'm scared about next Tuesday because Cremonese <laughs> have not won in Serie A this season they've beaten two clubs in the Coppa Italia and one of them is Roma one of them is Napoli and I'm not looking forward to next Tuesday evening's game, and that's a potential banana skin, and it 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 frightens me. It's the games against the top six. I'm okay with. I'm really looking forward to the Juventus game next next Sunday. I think Roma could get something out of that. It's the games against your Cremonese, your Sampdoria. I would. I'm frightened to play Sampdoria at home because I know what would happen. It's like the Venezia game last season. Roma had about. 800 shots on goal and scored one and drew one all against Venezia who were, who were already relegated. It's the smaller team. It's, it's the football fan in me. I, it, 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 I hate playing teams who are fighting for their lives because it, they, 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 they fight for everything. Like yesterday, we saw Hellas play well and they could, they could have got something out of the game. But yeah, I'm not looking forward to next Tuesday. <laughs> to, 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 to be fair, I always hate playing Sampdoria and I tend not to watch it. Because uh, it brings back very bad memories. I, I think we don't talk about this game no. uh, on <laughs> no. this podcast. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I brought it up once and uh, Imran told me not to, and so did Sam, who produces our podcast. I think a different regime do not talk about this game in April 2010 with no. Philip Mexes crying on the touchline, but no. Um, he wasn't the only one crying. No, he <laughs> certainly wasn't. Oh, we don't talk about that season. The season and what could have been. In, but no, um, I, I think we pretty much talked about the two games. I didn't ask about listeners' questions because we only got one or two. Um, Nadea, if you don't mind, I wanted to talk a little bit more about yourself because um, sure. you're, you're our guest on, on, the, on the podcast. And if Joey, if, Joey, if you have any questions, far away. Um, do you have a favourite player at the moment in the, it, from previous past or in the current Roman team? Um, uh, I vowed not to have a favorite player after Nangolan broke my heart. Ah. <laughs> not to his fault; it wasn't his fault at all. Uh, but uh, I found myself being drawn to Mancini of all players. I, I like his passion. About this. Yes, yes, we talked about it. <laughs> I like his passion a lot. I think uh, sometimes it comes across as arrogance. Sometimes it is arrogance. I think as well. <laughs> But I really, I really do like how he plays for Roma, even though um, some a lot of comments um, uh, say uh, that he he's not simply not good enough. But somehow the coach wants him to play every match, so I understand that there's potential in him. Uh, I also really, really, really love Tammy Abraham. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it, it always happens to me. I, I thought I wouldn't like him, but now he definitely is a favourite. 
he comes across so composed, I think genuine in his interviews. And I think he did a video for someone on Instagram and he looks so happy when he did, when he, when he received it. And I think he, he comes across as one of those guys. Um, do you have a, I, I imagine Totti, I think is, okay. is, and always will be my hero. I think it's the same with Joey. Is it the same with you? Uh, yes and no, uh, actually, because um, I love Totti and I will always be grateful for what he did for Roma. Mm. But I always feel like the Rossi was se- severely underappreciated. Oh, yes. Oh, what a man, Daniele De Rossi. I saw Totti's last game. I really wanted to see De Rossi's last game. I but was in Rome three weeks before that happened. Oh, yeah, I couldn't get a ticket. And unfortunately, we had the sad news that De Rossi got sacked from Spain yes. a couple of days ago. Um, I have a couple more questions. Um, we talk about her game too. And we said that I would love to see more female football fans. I see it week in, week out when I watch my local team. We've got more women going into football. Have you received any backlash on social media that you want to talk about, about football and stuff like that? Because I think it's a it's a, a topic that we should all be talking about. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, my notifications on Twitter are switched off for this reason. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes. that's nicely done. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Don't blame you. Um, because uh, people still think like they do they did when we were 10 years old that you would mm. watch something because you you like the way someone looks for instance so uh people think i watch football to look at the football players and it's not true <laughs> and they 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 dismiss an opinion because i'm a woman so uh recently it's it's changed actually uh, and even through her game too it it's it's become um, more open for for women, and especially since uh, the female team, even of Roma, seems to be doing so well, it's it's yeah. helped a lot. Yeah, I think I I because the women's Euros were in the UK last summer, and that got a lot of support. I think young girls, young women, and I think men really enjoyed the tournament. I caught glimpses of it. Um, Roma's. Roma's primavera and primavera. Roma's um, feminina game next Sunday is actually on British TV. I never would have thought that they. It's on one of the Sky Sports channels over here in the UK, and I think I might watch that next Sunday instead of watching some Saria. But it's a shame that we're living in this age in 2023, and that you still get these sort of type of incidents. And Nadette, I do not blame you for switching off your notifications on Twitter because. <laughs> Twitter 99.9% of the time is an absolute cesspool now and it's it can be disgusting and horrible yeah <laughs> like me and Joey were talking about it a couple of what maybe a month or two ago and how Twitter has just gone downhill I had a guest um Matteo before the World Cup we were talking about it I think we were a bit worried that it will go down before the World Cup. I think the rumour was that it was going to go down. But I'm sorry that you still get these type of things. But I do. It's it, We're living in an age now where I don't think it, it really should be accepted that women do like football. Like I, I go and watch Swindon. Uh, I'll be at a game Saturday and I'll be off to London to watch a game in the next next Saturday on the on, in March. And there'll be female fans going and 
me and my mates interact with them and it's it's really really good to see so i think Nadette, when you go in a couple of weeks excuse my dogs that's all right <laughs> yes it, when you go in a couple of weeks you'll be welcomed in with open arms wherever you're sitting if it's in the curve of nord in the curve of Sud, i think roma population roma fans will be welcomed Oh, there are many female Roma fans who go to mm. matches, so I'm I'm not worried about that at all. In reality, I'm just no. grateful to have the opportunity to to be a part of uh, such a great um, community of fans. Yeah, we are. We're all worldwide, aren't we? Because I'm in the UK, you're in Malta, Joey's in Canada. Like my producer Sam, he's in Florida, where he keeps sending me WhatsApp messages of the sunshine twenty four seven. And he hasn't done it for a couple of days. He keeps sending me pictures of traffic also. Like one of the guys who hasn't been on the pod for a couple of for a couple of months due to his job, Imran, he's he's Norwegian, he's also Pakistani, he's a devoted Muslim. So we're all we're all got uh we're all worldwide. We have this unique community and f- for this love for this absolute basket case of a club <laughs> and and our fan base is amazing at the moment. It's like Another sellout. And yeah, I just really wanted to make this point because you are our first female guest on, on, on my reign. And it's, it's a topic that I would like to talk about. I know it's been brought up and I've seen like clips on social media. It's like there's TV presenters here who, who are sports presenters and they get the absolute dog's abuse online for no apparent reason. As someone called Laura Woods, she works for Talk Sports, she works for Sky, she works for Dazzin. And she just takes it in her stride and gives it back. And I think that's brilliant, but I like like I said, um, you're a part of a community, and you're more than welcome to come on again and again Thank and you. again to talk about this lovely team. And it, you shouldn't be ashamed to be a, a, a female and supporting football. It's if you love it, go for it. Like I see it week. As I said, I'm going to repeat myself. I see it week in week out when I go and watch football. I sit next to a couple, and she loves it, and it's brilliant, and I love to see it. Uh-huh. In reality, it, it the the uh, the mindset is is changing. Hopefully, it keeps on uh, going that way. Here, here, I yeah. I, I concur. Um, and Scott, I, I wanted to mention. I'll just touch upon the topic. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad uh, Nadette, you're you're being vocal about it because it is important. For guy, girl, it doesn't matter. An opinion's an opinion. If you watch the games, it's you know you're there to give a value opinion of what you think you know, is going on, whether it's Rome or another team. Um, I mean, obviously I'm a male myself, but I grew up with a sister and she's, she's like Nadette, but she, she played competitive soccer as well. So she's a, she's a, a massive Manchester United fan and growing up, it was definitely a lot different than it was today being, having a valued opinion about a football club from a female where I've seen that in the past as to now and even our local team, we have a ton of female fans that go to the game, and uh, but it is changing a bit. I'm glad to see, you know, it takes time, but it is changing a bit. But I, I've seen the experiences through my my own sister, uh, you know, with her opinions on Manchester United, uh, as opposed to having some male fan, you know, being undervalued just because it was a female. So I'm glad to see that that is changing. Hopefully. You know, people just understand that it's a value opinion, no matter the gender. And like you said, Scott, if you love it, follow it and go for it. So I'm glad you brought that up, Nadette. And uh, I'm hopeful that it will be even more improved as time goes on. 
Yeah, I, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else to add? Um, I've got nothing else to add. add um, I, I didn't want to ask listeners questions because well, I thought we would go on for a little bit and we'll probably ask for them when the next couple of podcasts. But do you guys have anything else to add at all? Yeah, I, I wanted to add one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. Nadette brought up about the uh, the fans and the unity, and uh, it's a question I want to ask you guys because it, it bothered me a little yesterday. What, what do you guys feel about the fans lately booing certain players? We know we saw a Pellegrini, and then yesterday we've been seeing it with Bove. It's it's something we we weren't used to as much last year. The fans were really supportive. But now I don't know if it's given expectations of them really wanting the top four. But you can see when uh, when a couple of players are having bad moments, and I, I I do get it. You know, Bove he was miscontrolling a bit of a a, a bit of his first touches, but the fans are booing him. And then before that, Pellegrini, what do you, what are you guys' thoughts on that recently? Oh God, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a delicate topic because. I, th- I I know it's a minority, and I'm with the manager. Uh, I, like I, I say it quietly, I think he, he is winning me over. Um, a topic that I thought I'd never hear to say, but I don't like like I hate it when fans boo their own players. It's it's not good for confidence, and like you could see it in players, it does hurt them. Um, people make mistakes on the football pitch. It happens. People make mistakes in life. We're not human. We are. We are going to make mistakes. I don't like it personally. I like to see fans get behind the team um, if they're struggling or if they're winning, and it just gives them a bit of a bit of encouragement and a bit of momentum going forward on the pitch. I don't know if any of you two would agree with that. I don't see how someone booing um, a player would help the player to play better. So. I understand. When I was in Florence um, last year for the match, I could see the Florentines booing players as they passed. And this was of the opposing team. So they were booing Roma players. And it it was evident that it was bothering them, even though they tried not to show it. Now imagine if it's your own fans. It's not fair. It's a good point. I just want to be vocal about it, Scott. I, I don't know if our messages get across, but I find mm. if more people do it, they'll understand, you know, not to do these things because it really could affect the outcome of the game. I don't know if fans, some fans realize that, look, it's not the majority. It's only a small amount, but you can clearly hear him yesterday. And it was just, it was just bothering me. So I wanted to be a little vocal about it because I think that can affect their play on the field. So I hope, you know, the fans learn from it and, they just sit behind the team, win or lose, no matter if a player has a good game or bad game. Because there's really, uh, there's really objectives that Rome are aiming for, and they're going to need every single bit of help they can, whether it's fans, players, coaches, anything. So I hope they can realize this going forward. No, completely, completely agree. Um, I, do you have anything else to add at all? Was that the the final, the final topic? It's all for me. <laughs> um, thank you guys both for joining me this evening Nadette how can we follow you on social media with your notifications turned off <laughs> uh, I'm uh, on Twitter with uh, an extremely old handle so don't judge me uh, it's uh, Mrs Duncan James attribute to an old boy band uh, but I, I basically speak about raw mother so it would be my pleasure to speak to people who are not insolent. 
Uh, no, no, yeah, you will get. I think you'll get a lot of love on this podcast after your your appearance. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think it was an excellent, like, excellent topics we talked about this evening, and you came across subjects that have to be talked about now in 2023. We're not living in the Stone Age at the moment, but yeah, I think you'll get a lot of love on this podcast from quite a few of us this evening. Thank you. I, in reality, I, I mostly do, so I cannot complain. <laughs> very, very true. Um, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com and you can find all our previous podcasts on the website and you can find us on all Apple podcasts. So uh, so Apple podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, etc., etc. I always botch this, so that's fine. Um, for me... I will end this on a bit of a sad note. I don't know if you two watched Law and Order SVU. I've, I heard about uh, the passing away of the actor. Yes. I yeah. heard about it as well, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, got into, I got into Law and Order SVU during lockdown. And yeah, um, sadly, Richard Bowser died. He was one of my favourite characters on the show. So rest in peace, Mr. Bowser, a.k.a. John Munch. If anyone watches S for you, just hit me up. I would love to talk about it because it's an absolutely amazing show, and it, it's just yeah, uh, it got me through lockdown. That's all I'm going to say. And I've I've watched twelve out of the twenty four series that are out in the moment. So yeah, it got me through some tough times. But yeah, um, off on a tangent, like we always like to do on the podcast. Um, Joey Nadette, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. Absolute absolute pleasure, Nadette. You are more than welcome to come on. Anytime soon, I'll probably ask you after the Sassuolo game when you come back and I want to hear about your experience going to the game and hearing the Roma anthem in a cappella, which I think... Yes, it, <laughs> that's, as, uh, that's what I want to go in reality. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's, it's wonderful to hear. I've heard it twice this season and it absolutely brought me to tears the first time. I was bawling. I can admit that I cried during the Roma anthem. The most and, beautiful sound in yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining. Absolute ble- pleasure. And thank uh, you hopefully, very much. no worries. And hopefully, we'll have a pod later in the week. If not, it'll be next Wednesday because Roma are playing Tuesday after the, the Europa League and the Conference League games. I think Lazio are playing next Tuesday as well. Uh, also, or Fiorentina, or it could be. Oh, seriously, I, I look at the fixtures and I don't know what's going on, but. For Saroma, ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you.